0: Welcome back, everyone, to Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega, and it has been a minute. Uh, no, it's it's actually been a close to about six and a half months, and I am so excited to finally be back with you guys. Um, again, this is the this is Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Um, you can find it on all platforms, and you know it's been a long time coming. And there is one person who has really. seen me go through the growing pains and uh, Saw me through saw me through since the beginning and told me Steve You have to keep this you have to keep this going you uh, you got something here. Um My brother's here ladies and gentlemen Mario Vega. What's up, bro?
1: Hey, What is going on man? Thank you for having me back on the show, man. I'm so excited.
0: Okay, well, little birdie on the street told me that you have a little podcast of your own going on now. Tell the people about it.
1: I do, I do. So uh, me and a buddy, a couple of buddy of mine, uh, we decided to start up our own podcast kind of uh, it's nation uh, movement. It's a big thing. It's called Speak up Bills. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're doing casts, We're doing podcasts. It's uh, you know we're getting a good cult following now. Uh, We have two episodes out with a third one coming out this Saturday. So it's really exciting, man. It's really, really exciting.
0: Well, yeah, man. I I like what you guys are doing. I like how it's just a bunch of dads. (laughs) You guys are just just getting together. And, um, you know, you're getting off of work. You're having a good time. You're talking about bills. And, you know, if there's someone that I've known my whole life that actually for real knows Buffalo, lives and breathes it, it's you. Uh, It's always been you. you. And, um, you know, because of COVID and, you know, the recent deployment and whatnot, you know, I haven't had the chance to go see you, but it, it, give the people a little bit of light on, you know, Buffalo, you know, you're grown up there and, um, just a few places you like to eat.
1: Yeah. Uh, so number one wing spot for me in Buffalo, cause you think Buffalo, you think wings, right? Uh, number one for me, man is Duff's. I love Duff's. Duff's wings are amazing. I actually just ordered some Duff wings yesterday uh that's that's like top notch for me uh i you know I'm, I'm a big seafood guy so like i like to go to chester's out in Chitawaga. that's you know i love my boys from there uh shout out to chester's shout out to duffs even like anchor bar man it's you know it's a staple of buffalo anchor bar is huge uh that's another wing spot but you know all around dude it's all about the pizza and wings here in buffalo dude number one in the world baby
0: absolutely, man. I mean, all I can remember is Lenovo. I know everyone's talking about bar bill. I have yet to go back to Buffalo in quite some time, but, um, Oh dude, I miss you guys. I miss the nephew. I miss the niece. Uh, well, both my nephews, not just one. Sorry, Julian, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) no, man, I, I miss the heck out of you guys. Uh, and you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a little bit, you know, obviously, uh, been gone. Um, and I haven't really talked about it too much, but, uh, first of all, Uh, I just want to say that before I say this, that I've been praying and hoping the families of the troops who, uh, you know, risked their lives and also lost them. uh, I hope that those families find peace, you know, with what happened in Afghanistan most recently. And um, look, like I have the honor to serve this country. You know, I deployed recently. My wife and I, uh, we both weathered the storm in the military. We're both in the Air Force. Um, You know, and typically in any deployed situation, you go into it with the mentality of you need to do whatever it takes. Um, you know, there's a lot of situations you get put in where long story short, you just, you work with what you got, you work with who you got and you get the job done. And, um, man, it was hard being away from family, (laughs) you know? Uh, thankfully though, I got here right before my son turned one. Uh, so I was here for his first birthday. We went to Texas, we went fishing. Uh, okay. Let me put it to you this way, Mario, real quick. (laughs) So we go to Texas, we go fishing and I am basically catching a bunch of bait fish given, look, I did catch a few big catfish because there's a big storm. And when there's a big storm and there's freshwater and saltwater near each other, all Mm -hmm. of the, you know, all the freshwater fish go into the saltwater and it kind of mixes up or whatever. So we started noticing some splashing going around. I mean, some big splashing going around, right? So my wife is just kind of fishing at the front of the boat. We go, we went a little bit uh, deep into the sea to fish and, uh, Dude, she takes some of my fish that I caught, you know, chopped them up mm-hmm. with, um, you know, her uncle and out pops up a shark, Get Dude, out, a shark. Like she <laughs> caught a shark twice. It kept snapping line. You know, it, it was a good time. But um, as just a little experience, I just want to talk about, you know, being away from yeah. Waterburger was hard, too. So it felt good to go back to Texas, uh, <laughs> you know, hit up uh, Cane's. I know some people heard about Cane's and certain other areas, uh, not just Texas, but Cane's Chicken Fingers. Oh, my God. It's it's here in Vegas, too. So really happy and stoked to be back for that. Um, and yeah, In-N-Out Burger. So,
1: yeah, no, my fi- my fiance, uh, when she was actually out in, in Vegas, with uh my sister-in-law your wife uh she actually had the pleasure of trying canes out and that's all she talks about now best chicken fingers she's ever had they're so juicy it's not a joke can't wait so to juicy, try them. dude
0: <laughs> okay so let's tie into this real quick man oh my gosh most importantly ladies and gentlemen it's been really hard being away from football it's been hard for all of us right uh mm-hmm. the bills finally pulled out a win in three Oh five. It only took two weeks. Thank God. But, um, suddenly Mario, the -hmm. running game woke up from what felt like a two year sleep. It's back. What do you think about it?
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's awesome, man. I, you know, I, I've been, uh, even on my podcast, I I've talked about getting the run game going and, and really seeing, um, Singletary, the way he played in the preseason, going into these first two weeks of the season, uh, just seems like the man can see the field a lot better. Uh, Moss is um, running harder. You know, there was a couple of hiccups here and there with the fumbles, but they just yeah. got back into it and running harder. And especially against this Miami game, it, you know, it, it just showed. It showed that like, you know, this the run game is going to be. It could be the the staple of this offense this season. Well, I
0: I, I think when you say the word staple it rubs Mm. some people the wrong way. And I've had a history of rubbing some people the wrong way with talking about how we need to really put a stronger emphasis on the run game. Yeah. And um, here's the thing. I mean, you have, you have to get it done against Kansas city. You have to get it done against Tom Brady, um, you know, in the bucks. And more importantly, you got to get it done consistently in the playoffs. Uh, You know, that's something that I really think, I I understand, look, the spread offense is great. It's fun. It's, you know, it's, it gets you ecstatic. It gets you going fans, you know, really are into it. Seeing the ball fly around. But speaking of that, you know, fans are back in the stands. You just get the notion that maybe it's having an effect on teams really tossing the ball around the field the way they did last year uh you know and i feel for one that's happening to the bills i think it's yeah. kind of uh it's an adjustment because they were so used to be able to have being able to have that clear communication you know against the defense and um the defense can't hide any of their calls whenever they're adjusting uh whenever they're adjusting to whatever the offense is doing right so having that surprise attack of the run game i think is very important you know devin singletary showing up on second down uh you know on the first drive with authority and then uh Zach Moss bruising his way into the lineup and destroying that poor linebacker on the goal line. Oh, yeah. um, you know, and, and also my heart goes out to him with, you know, if you're listening, Zach, uh, you know, dealing with your family, um, you know, the pass of your aunt, I believe, you know, such a tough week leading to a victory. So we appreciate you uh, as a fan base. You know, that's <laughs> that's tough, man. Um, you know, a lot of us have been there having to show up to work when uh, tragedy strikes. So, um, you know, we appreciate you and all that you do for this team. And, you know, I'm hoping you get more opportunities and Mario, my question now is, is Matt Breida next?
1: You know, honestly, Stephen, it's, it's tough to say, man. Um, I think, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to use him I, with the way Singletary and Moss have been playing. And, um, granted it's only been two weeks. I don't, you know, I see him as that back that fills in if if one of them's not producing, and and, and when we've seen Breida on the field, he wasn't really showcasing. He wasn't able to showcase any of his like traits. You know, um, I honestly, man, I'm I'm okay with Singletary Moss duo. I don't I don't know. You know, we've seen what Breida can do in San Fran, and and I guess partial of Miami when he was with Miami because you know he kind of. Yeah. He lost his spot there to Gaskin, but um, I think he, he can be utilized like Yeldon was, and I, I'm assuming that's the way the route they're going to go with him on a lot of passing gains, five wide spreads, and uh, maybe some play-action play uh, swing-out routes, And but um, I, I mean, who, who expected Singletary to play as well as he's been playing, you know? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were doubting him. A lot of people, including me,
0: man, I'm not going to lie to you, I felt like... Something had to give at this running back position, and maybe it's because they're finally drawn up plays that actually fit what he can do and how explosive he can be. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you got a running back who can get through the second level and score a touchdown for more than 40 yards, that changes everything for the entire season. A defense is afraid of that. Now, my question is, what happens if Singletary continues to do that? Because, look, that's the reason we brought Matt Breida in for plays yeah. like that. And now Singletary mm-hmm. is doing a play like that, right? He's has he's, he's explosive. Um, He's mm-hmm. doing what he's asked to do. Uh, so, my thing now is, like, well, yeah, is Matt Breida next? Well, it depends how long Singletary can keep this up and if Dable can keep on calling plays uh, you know, that utilized the players as well as they were utilized, you know, last game. We still got a lot of work to do, though. Um, you know, <sighs> here's my thing, right? This is, the whole topic of this podcast is doing whatever it takes. And you look at the Ravens, you look at the Browns. They gouged Kansas City on the run game. Mm-hmm. Should the Bill, this is why I bring up Brita. so should the Bills be ready to run heavy with three backs. I say hell yeah against key opponents. Like I understand for the rest of the year, it's going to be great to be able to use the spread offense. And I think we should don't, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like when these key games show up, you want your running game to be able to do what it needs to do. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that, that's just kind of where my head's at, you know, um, some people picked Miami to win the division after Week One. Literally, well, they beat the Patriots. You know, and here go you know the same old Bills losing against Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. and it's just like let's talk about the Bills defense now. Like they shut down the Dolphins multiple times on fourth down, and were dynamite in the red zone. What were your takeaways
1: from the defense? Uh, I mean, we all seen it like a monstrous game. Uh, Greg Russo, two sacks, uh, you know, he top five rookie defensive player of the week. Um, AJ Panessa, you know, sh- he, 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 he was able to get into those OTAs and I mean, he showcases like how well he's played these last two games, especially against Miami. Um, you know, Levi Wallace showing up and I have my doubts with Levi. And it's showing up in that first half and playing phenomenal football. Tredavis, I mean, literally across the board, dude, Matt Milano, Edmonds. I mean, they all made plays on the field. They shut him down. And it, it, I was expecting that a lot of people expected, like you said, Miami said to, to edge out the bills in this game. And then they pegged him as the number one team. But I was expecting a big game from the defense primarily because of what they did against Pittsburgh and granted Pittsburgh won the game. But you can kind of see that these guys are, I mean, this is forming, this is turn, starting to form into a top five defensive team of this, you know, in this, this year, 21, uh, 21 season. Um, dude, I mean, I, I think they can, I mean, I, I expect them to go into this game, this, you know, this Sunday against Washington and, and possibly shut them out as well. Wow.
0: No, that's a bold statement, you know? Um, and in my yeah. thing is, you know, uh, you want to see development from young players, right? And, you know, seeing AJ Epinesa have the game he had, and it's, there's a lot of things that, obviously, you can't really see as a stat, which is unfortunate. Um, I feel like there should be a stat for assists um, as far as creating opportunities for other defensive ends, defensive tackles, linebackers, um, getting, you know, in the backfield stopping backs for loss, um, you know, getting sacks, um, you know, stuff like that. And what you're, yeah, there's a pressure rate. And I think that's really cool. But, um, he, he's kind of just a great team player. You know, he definitely changed up his body to adjust to the NFL. Um, but man, I, when he gets a chance to hit someone, if they, if they're not ready for it, if they can't take it, I mean, look what happened to Tua. Tua was wasn't ready for it. (laughs) <laughs> well Tua Tua's been hit before, but I mean yeah. he got him out of the game pretty quickly. That was a full body hit, buddy. Full body hit. Clean hit. <laughs> but here's the thing, too, Tua, you know, that's I have my opinions about Tua, and I've said this from the beginning. I just don't think he has an it factor be able to zip the ball. It just feels like he's he's a slower dumbed down uh Marcus Mariota. Um, with the left hand, I just, I just get that vibe mm-hmm. from him where I don't feel mm-hmm. like he can actually take over a game the way a Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, uh, you know, players like that can, uh, yeah. he's not even in the tier of Ryan Tannehill. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. it, you know, I, I, think Miami really screwed up at the quarterback position. Uh, I think they really have a lot of evaluating to do. Uh, let's say they even win nine or 10 games this year. So what? So what? You literally can't compete against Buffalo. You you basically lost the season.
1: Yeah, you can't you can't play within your you can't win within your division. It's you know that nine or ten wins doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and that's the whole point,
0: right? It's it's all about being able to get above the hump. And our hump back in the day, I want to bring this point up, was you know, getting over the Patriots. And what's funny is like what <laughs> what Brady was to the Bills is what Josh Allen is becoming to the Dolphins. Like I, I feel like funny. 10 15 years from now we are going to have Dolphins fans just viscerally just I don't know if that's the correct word exactly but just have a serious hate for Josh Allen because of the way he plays against them. Yeah. I mean I mean I don't know it's just something about they just can't stop him. Um, Will they be able to get, you know, better defensive ends in the future, better defensive tackles, linebackers? I don't know. I mean, you're in Miami, and there are teams in a smaller market, covered in snow, and you're out there basking in the sun with all the amenities in the world, I guess. You can't get a winning franchise. Goes to show you, man, coaching, player development is a big deal not just location location's great but you know you got to be able to sustain success so I, I want to talk about Emmanuel Sanders real quick what's your take off of this last game and basically his effect on the offense
1: um you know I he doesn't I try, you know, I mean, I feel like everyone compares or, or needs to compare to him compare to the guy he took, you know, took his place. He took, you know, taking Brown's place um, there and, and and everyone wants to compare. Well, you know, if Sander can't do what Brown did last season or the season prior, then what's the point of taking this guy in? And I think he's for me, my opinion, I think he's proven that you know, the guy's, he's a proven receiver and he's proven to be open when he, when we need him the most. And he's done it against Miami. Um, I think that he's as of right now, he's like sufficient, you know, I need, I need another couple more games to really grade the guy and how, you know, how he met men's well with Buffalo. Um, but from what he's shown so far, and I'm really just picking the game off of Miami because there was not much going for for us against Pittsburgh. But um I, you know, I, I think he I think he was a good pickup for the Buffalo Bills. I think that um, you know, with with Davis dealing with the with an injury and not being able to play much steps, he, you know, Sanders definitely stepped up and he might have been was he the leading receiver against Miami? Uh as far as I saw, I believe so. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I was more. But then again, I mean, how, how can you grade, how can you grade uh, uh, the, you know, these receivers when the passing game hasn't been there in the last two weeks? Well, here's the thing.
0: They basically went into it. I, I, okay. It's, it's like playing Madden, you know, when you, when you get into the free agency in Madden, it's like, you see what receivers are available and you just want something better. -hmm. And you pick up a guy that you think is going to be better, but then it takes you losses, you know, tight games to finally figure out what plays just stick. Mm -hmm. You got to understand, Emmanuel Sanders came from Drew Brees, he came from Peyton Manning. These guys were technicians, and he came from Big Ben. Yeah, he's been with quarterbacks who are technical, who can basically figure him out before he figures them out as a quarterback. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is a very good uh, topic to talk about because of the way, uh, you know, Josh Allen is trending. Look, he has to show up, right? Mm -hmm. He has to be able to prove that he's up to par with the contract he signed. And look, I feel bad for Josh. Number one, because this contract is humongous with huge expectations. He has more guaranteed money than any quarterback in NFL history. Like, like that's insane. He hasn't even won a Super Bowl yet. He won the division once. He's gone to the playoffs twice. So, so my thing, and I'm, I'm looking at Josh, and I'm saying to myself, Josh just needs to steadily grow, figure out how to really use Emmanuel Sanders, but also Emmanuel Sanders has to get the job done. If Josh is throwing a ball deep, look, we're going to talk about this play against Pittsburgh because, my God, was it that Josh Allen put too much on the throw, or was it that Emmanuel Sanders just didn't, track the ball and run fast enough. It's a little bit of both in my opinion because they're both getting used to each other. John mm-hmm. Brown had 2 years to get used to Josh. Unfortunately, um in his last year with the Bills, the situation arose where he was just out for 5 games. And the Bills were unstoppable for those 5 games he was out. And my thing is like, <clears throat> excuse me. My thing is like well, he's no John Brown when it comes down to being able to put the burners on. But this is this is where I think the bills can win, especially against Washington. I think you play a more possession attack game. Stop looking for the home run ball every single drive. Like I don't understand this mentality right now when we don't have a guy, except for Stefan Diggs to really blow the top off a defense. Like what's the big deal with having five to eight minute drives that are successful, giving our defense rest and we're just getting down the field. And guess what? Josh, guess what? Stefan, guess what offense? You still get your numbers at the end of the game. I know we want to see the big plays, but for me, I'm thinking to myself, and I'm fired up about this because I'm like, we don't have that offense without John Brown, and we need to accept that. We're not going to blow the top off the defenses every single time we play them. It's it's just not going to happen anymore, um, at least until they figure out this Emmanuel Sanders thing. Like, I don't want that pressure on Stephon Diggs because Stephon Diggs is double, triple covered every time. Yeah. Is it do we need? Does Josh need more touch? I don't know, but I'm gonna leave it with this point. If we're talking about a Super Bowl, if we're talking about getting back to the AFC championship, I believe Emmanuel Sanders is the key. He is the key. All right,
1: so. Ooh, sorry, man. It's been a while. They give me, that. they give me goosebumps. <laughs> I got goosebumps from that. Sorry. Oh. Um. Real quick, I just want to touch on that. Um. So you, you say that you think Sanders is the key to making it all the way. Um. See, but I'm seeing. What about Davis? Why isn't Davis in that discussion as being the key? All right. So
0: here is what it is with Davis. Until he just breaks out, Mm. I guess whatever the hell breakout means, because you know what? Look, I'll be honest with you. I went into the mentality this year when we let go of John Brown, that maybe he was just going to be the number two. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's give him a shot. Let's see what he can do. But what I'm seeing is that the bills think that they can win right here, right now with a veteran receiver. So, yeah, I don't think that Gabe Davis is that guy. If he was, Mario, Mm -hmm. if he was, the Bills would have figured out how to better utilize him against Pittsburgh. And he would have helped us win that game. I mean, he damn near was the only one that caught a touchdown pass in that game. So, the way I see it is honestly... Until Cole Beasley or Emmanuel Sanders knock on wood, you know, I get it, you don't want to see any injuries. You know, Stefan Diggs, nobody. Until one of those guys go down or they get nicked and they can't play for a few games, we're really not going to see Gabe Davis shine. When he was asked to shine last year, mm-hmm. he did. And he showed up in the playoffs against the Colts. That's literally the reason we won. So, yes. I agree with you, what about him? But my thing is, like, I don't think he's going to get the opportunities this year. Okay. I think they just want to utilize Emmanuel Sanders. Which, again, I think, because all of the experience, he still has some explosiveness. Um, being able yeah. to get the ball down the field, being able to win one-on-one, you name it. Emmanuel Sanders can do that. Um, but again, you need, you need other pieces to, to start freeing him up and freeing up Stephon Diggs more. Um, I think it starts with the run game. Um, Now, let's talk about Washington. What do we do? We can't look over this team, right? They have studs, especially on the defensive line. So if you're looking at Washington, uh, what kind of pushes you back a little bit at thinking the Bills can just steamroll these guys?
1: Um, You know, they have studs. Chase Young... He hasn't shown much this year. I mean, so far, uh, he's been able to get pressure, but I feel like the reason why I say they're going to shut him down is um, Heineke hasn't played a stout defense until this Sunday. Um, And then I'm I'm calling it a a blowout because this is going to be the week that Josh Allen showcases what he showcased last year. This is going to be the week where I believe Josh Allen and co are going to be able to throw for, get over 300, close to 400 yards and three to four touchdowns. I think they, they, I think that's the reason, that's the reason why I see a blowout happening. Um, the, the defensive side of the ball, I mean, you could have not played a better game against Miami. Now you're going in this week playing against a. I I mean, I would say a rookie quarterback. He isn't, but you know, he's, he's a new to the game. He played one playoff game last year. He's, he has, what, one start last week he won, yeah, against the Giants. But now you're playing – I mean, Buffalo's defense is playing big leagues, and I don't think they have what it takes to step up. Yeah, they got Scary, scary – uh, what do they call him? The, the wide receiver there, uh, McLaughlin. McCorn, McCorn, McCorn. Yeah, they, I mean, they got McClorn. They did some things with, with uh, J.D. over in the running back. But they're just they're – they're not – they're not stacked up well against us defensively. And I feel like our offense is stacked up very well against their defense.
0: It looks, looks like it's going to be a quarterback game, right? I mean, whose quarterback is going to make a play? You know, if you're asking me, I'm saying let's challenge them. Let's challenge them up front. Let's dictate the pace, uh, you know, to do whatever the hell, whatever the heck we want on offense. Like don't wait to get punched to get into the fight, punch first and see what they throw back. You know, they have a subpar coverage um, and, a, and a great pass rush. Yeah. Um, we got to beat them to the punch. And, uh, you know, I th- you look at this thing last year with Buffalo. I mean, you're number one in play action, you know, in the league. Where's that gone? Right? Yep. It, where is that now? And I, and I think this is a game to get that back. Mm-hmm. It's a game to really establish yourself again as a juggernaut. Um, you know, <laughs> the bills shot way up back in the power rankings after destroying Miami and Miami's just a lost cause. I mean, I don't They don't have no idea what the heck they're going to be doing uh, the rest mm-hmm. of the season unless they, you know, do some surprise wins. But, uh, you know, if you're asking me, uh, you know, I think the bills woke up. I think they understand what they need to fix. And this is a perfect game to do that. With that being said, if Darrell Williams does not play well. And I'm ta- also Deion Dawkins. I don't know. I don't know where they're going to try to switch him around. Uh, Chase mm-hmm. Young. But you know. They have Sweat as well. And I think they're really dynamic. Um, Montez Sweat is a monster. And, you yeah. know. They also got Landon Collins. At, you know. At the safety position. You can't look him over. Uh, mm-hmm. When you got two guys like that on the edge. And you have a great safety. You can really put a hurtin On a quarterback and disguise things pretty well Um, sealing the edge against Josh Allen is what they're going to be preaching all week long. So it looks like this is going to be a game where Josh is going to have to thrive in the pocket, make it happen. And if need be, he's going to have to make it happen with his legs too. Uh, You know, we're going to have to confuse them early and often. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I, I look at their loss and I look at their win, you know, Winning, you know, losing against the Chargers, number one. Where you see with the Chargers, they're 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 just kind of still trying to find their way, and you, they got a very frustrated wide receiver room. And um, mm-hmm. then you look at uh, obviously, you know, w- with with uh, the New York Giants. I mean, they win against some thirty to twenty nine. <sighs> you know, it's a division win, right? They're better mm-hmm. than their division, but I think that's the worst division in the NFL. Uh there's a lot of talent, there's a lot of promise. But if you're gonna ask me, you know, uh no, I, I, I just don't see anything out of Heineke that really frightens me, other than the Bills allowing him to get loose, which I don't think he's more elusive than Tua. I think he has more heart and guts than him, mm-hmm. but I don't think that he's going to be able to really um, you know, do his thing against the Bills' defense. If he does, this will be Tyler, Taylor, I don't know what the heck his name is, Heineke's, Heineken, you name it, whatever you want to call him. It's going to be his breakout game of the year if he does this against Buffalo. And if the Bills lose this game, knocking on wood, guys, superstitious out there, I know. Yeah, come on, buddy. A bunch of you. If the Bills lose this game, Whew, we got a lot of explaining to do in that building. But, Absolutely. Um, Mario, any closing comments here? It was a good first episode. Kind of want to keep it short and sweet for the first time, but uh, yeah,
1: of course, man. You know, I'm um, excited.
0: It's going to be a great um, season. You know,
1: um, um, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Tell, tell everyone where they can find your Twitter, um, your podcast, or YouTube, the whole nine. Go ahead.
1: Of course, man. First off, thank you so much for having me on the episode again, on the show again. I'm, I'm super – I'm always happy to be on the show with you, man. Um, and I'm happy you're back. Everything. Really I speak for a lot of people. We're happy that the Buff Hub is back. Um, yeah, so again, Speak Up Bills. You guys can find us on Twitter at Speak Up Bills. Facebook at Speak Up Bills. Uh, Twitch, we have a Twitch, sub underscore Speak Up Bills sub subscribe to us speak up bills on twitch we do live cast we have fun myself mavi i call myself mavi my boy mugs my boy mitch my boy C's. my editor-in-chief hey we're trying to do our thing thank you so much guys we love you i appreciate you again steven thank you so much for having me on the buff hub
0: always brother i love you tell the family i said hi thank you for believing in me from the beginning to keep this moving and going Ladies and gentlemen, this was another episode on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Again, I'm your host, Steve Vega. It will be airing every single Friday, all right, to help you end your week right and get ready for the weekend. So thank you again for listening. Have a great rest of your weekend and go Bills.